Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Who is the teacher here? Not me. It's the Holy Spirit. You're saying, Pastor Mike, are you kidding me? The Holy Spirit that lives in me can do and wants to do all those things and many more. But we live without it. We ignore Him. He's not even anywhere around. We're not under His influence. We're under our own. And we fall so short. And listen, we simply go through religious motion. What's the difference between a Christ follower who has a vibrant relationship with Jesus and a person who doesn't? Is it because they spend more time in prayer or Bible reading or witnessing? Maybe it's that they take part in the jail ministry or help the homeless out. Well, Pastor Mark will answer this question with no. None of those activities make a person a better Christ follower. You'll learn that it has very little to do with what's done on the outside. There's a change that has to happen on the inside, and today you'll learn how it can happen for you. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Acts chapter 19 as he continues his message, Under His Influence, the Holy Spirit. Remember that before we became Christ followers, we didn't understand the Bible at all. And those of you that are here that really don't have the Holy Spirit living in you, you can understand the words we just read in John 12, 16. But there's no spiritual meaning to you. That's because your spirit is still dead. It has never come alive. Now, it's not because you don't want to. It's because you can't. But once the Holy Spirit lives in us, he begins to illuminate the word. And he helps us to understand it. This illumination brings the eyes of faith in me alive so that I can step out and obey God. And very often this illumination is that which shows me that this life is very short. And I need to keep my eyes on what life is really all about. So why do we teach the word? Why do we read the word? Because I want to be a person of faith. The Holy Spirit wants to use me. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, I told you, gave you a little hint. The other morning I got up early. I think it was Friday. That's when my great creativity came up with the iPhone idea. Is that right? Are you like waiting for the lightning to strike me and there's nobody here anymore? It's not going to happen because God knows I'm joking with you. Who gave me the illustration of the iPhone? The Holy Spirit. Why? So that the word would come alive to you. 
See, who is the teacher here? Not me. It's the Holy Spirit. You're saying, Pastor Mark, are you kidding me? The Holy Spirit that lives in me can do and wants to do all those things and many more. But we live without it. We ignore him. He's not even anywhere around. We're not under his influence. We're under our own. And we fall so short. And listen, we simply go through religious motions. There's 7 billion people in the world. A majority of them don't know Christ. Why in the world are we going through the motions? I have to understand who that Holy Spirit is. See, very often I write through things. What does God want him to know, to do, and feel? That's my guideline as I teach. See, I don't want you to leave in this building going, what was that? No, I want you to leave knowing this. If you're a Christian, the Holy Spirit lives in you. Number two, you can trust him. And number three, he wants to do way more than you have any clue. And he's ready to do it starting today. See, when you leave, that means there'll be a change in you. I'm not going to change you. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He never forces you. He's there. He's speaking to you. He's been speaking to you all week. Most of you never even heard him. Not once. That's because you didn't understand these principles. I pray this often in the morning. Just write it down. We don't have time to fool with it. Psalm 119, 18. Here's what I pray. Open my eyes to see the wonderful truths in your word. See, if I pray it, how far is the Holy Spirit? Do I have to shout it? No, he lives in me. I don't even have to mouth it. I just have to think it. Open my eyes. Do you know what I pray for you? Basically every service. God opened their eyes to hear what you're teaching them. I can't do it. I can do the best I can with the illustration thing, but I can do that. Only God can do that. Next, turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Just a couple books forward. The next one is a huge one. He comforts me. Now that word comfort is an interesting word. It means to come alongside, to support, to encourage, and to kind of brave it together. Look what Paul reads. Praise be to the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. Do you remember when Jesus was speaking to his disciples? They were panicked that he was leaving. He comforted them by saying this, I'm going to leave you, but there's another one just like me. In fact, he's called the comforter. He's going to come alongside you and he'll be with you forever. Why do we need comfort? You won't live very long before you discuss these kind of things with friends. What am I going to do when a relative of mine dies? What am I going to do when I go to the doctor and the report is, come back and see me next week? We're going to schedule surgery. It doesn't look good. What are some of you going to do shortly who work at one of our local companies who Friday just said they're laying off 70 people? What will you do when that slip comes? Some of you in the next few months, you're going to wake up one day and your spouse is going to say this to you. 
I haven't loved you for a long time, and there's nothing you can do, I'm leaving. What are you going to do? You see, we live a life where we need to be comforted. I've discovered this. When I go to a hospital bed where somebody's moments from dying, or I go to the funeral home at the opening of the casket privately with the family, or today, very few caskets, mostly urns, cremation. When they're there and that urn is placed there, I've learned to do something. I believe I've learned to do it. I don't speak too many words. Because at that moment, I realize this. I'm not the comforter. You see, the comforter, if they're a Christian, already lives inside them. I remember way back early when we started this church. It wasn't but a year in. I got a call. Pastor Mark, please come to the hospital. I went. A couple in our church... Their two-year-old had walked into the pool and drowned. Now tell me, what words are you going to say that bring comfort? I'm not the comforter. I always try to give them a few verses. God's very present help. Time of trouble. And let the Holy Spirit do his deal. Because he's the comforter. You heard him this morning? You need comfort? God is the God of all comfort. Now, to be honest, I don't know what to say at a funeral when I know that the person who we're burying, who's already been cremated, had no use for God, to their death curse God. What comfort do I bring to a family? There is none. That's why I never mention it in a funeral. I can't. Is that hard? That's very hard. Because there's no hope. There's no comfort. You're not a believer. I don't know what you do without God. Because he's the source. Welcome. If you're hurting today, he cares. Let him comfort you. Next. He guides me. He guides me. If there's anything I need in life, it's guidance. Let me read to you Romans 8, 14. Because those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. I rewrote that. If you're a Christ follower this morning, Romans says this, Christ followers are led by the Spirit of God. You have a GPS in you. God's positioning system. Not global. He's worldwide. He lives in you. The Holy Spirit lives in you to direct and guide your life. Turn with me in your Bibles to Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16, if you will, down to verse 6. God knew that we couldn't find our way through life. So he gave us some help that we can go through life with great confidence. We can know the will of God. We can know where to go, when to go, when to do it. And that's because the Holy Spirit lives within each of us. We are led, guided, directed by the Holy Spirit. Verse 6 is a picture of Paul and his travels. It's amazing to me because... Of all the people in the Bible, Paul knew God. But watch what he does. Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Pergia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. 
First, Paul says, we're going to go over to this area and the head over there. And the Holy Spirit, we're not sure exactly how, through a prophecy, through speaking to Paul, going, you know, whatever, and through circumstances, they're headed this way. The Holy Spirit says, no, you're not going that way. See, Paul thinks it's a good thing. They're going to go minister to people, present them the gospel. Holy Spirit, that's a good thing. That's not where I'm directing you. You're saying, Pastor Mark, do you mean God can be that specific? Hello? Yes. So there's one no. So Paul says, okay, we can't go that way, so we'll go this way. Watch as we read on. Having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word of God in the province of Asia. Now, when they came to the board of Mysia, they tried to go to Bithynia. But the Spirit of Jesus, same as the Holy Spirit, would not allow them. Now, if you're Paul, what do you think? Two strikes. Paul wants to go here. Holy Spirit says no. Paul wants to go here. Holy Spirit says no. You want to write this down because sometimes we misunderstand. This is a great principle for your life. I have to remind myself of it often. A no from God is guidance just as much as a yes. Yeah, but Pastor Mark, I don't want to hear no. Wait a minute. Look who's guiding you now. It's God. So what does Paul do? He wants to go here. The Holy Spirit says no. He wants to go here. The Holy Spirit says no. So here's what Paul does. Okay. I'm just going to sit here and pout. I'm not going anywhere. Is that what Paul does? Is that what you do? <laughs> Phew. Notice what Paul does. Verse 8. So they passed by Mysiah and they went down to Troas, where later God gives Paul a vision. You see, Paul did the right thing. He obeyed God. He didn't go to Bithynia. He knows that he can rely on the Holy Spirit who lives in him. Paul, he's under the influence of the Spirit. He trusted the Holy Spirit's guidance. He took no as being a good thing. Later, God would give him insight in what to do. Now, on this iPhone, let me just show you how it works. You can take any address and go, you know how that works with it. It's a, it's a GPS system. Right here on the screen, I just picked somebody who live in Palm Bay and how to get to the church. Boom, boom, here you are. Two lefts and right, and here you are. Wouldn't it be nice if that's the way life was? You got up every morning and go, okay, two, take two lefts, say no to that person, yes to that person. Boom, you're there. doesn't work like that. Do you know, see the little thing down at the bottom says directions? When you go to the top, be, it says 4.6 miles, 9 minutes. It will give you step-by-step directions. That's the way the Holy Spirit leads. The Holy Spirit says, the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. When we started this church, do you think we knew we'd be here doing this? Uh, five years ago, did we, anybody ever hear of the word video campus? What's a video campus? Who wants to watch people on a screen? of you are watching me on the screen. You never look at me. I'm too short. (laughs) Well, Pastor Mark, did you know all this? No, didn't know any of it. Well, how'd you get here? Step by step by step. Sometimes some wrong steps. Let me leave you with a key. Only God knows your future. His plan is way better than yours. Just follow him. Follow him day by day by day. Let me give you a little word that'll bring relevance to you. If you have a GPS system, you hear this word. Get it? You ready? Ready? 
recalculating. <laughs> Been there? Oh, yeah. Where did it turn around quickly? You just miss the street and go right back. Some of you need to recalculate. I'm serious. You're going down the wrong road. James McDonald has a great statement. He says this, choose to sin, choose to suffer. If the Holy Spirit says no and you go yes, you're choosing to suffer. If you bull ahead and go right ahead, you're choosing to suffer. Oh, it may not happen now, but it will. Don't do it. Listen to the Spirit. He's all wise. He's God. Next. He helps me pray. Let me read to you Romans 8. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. See, sometimes in life, we don't know what to pray. We don't know what God's will is. We don't know how to pray for this person that's sick. Sometimes when we pray, we simply pray selfishly. We pray going through the most. We, we mouth the words, but there's no faith in it at all. I have to challenge myself with that. Sometimes I pray this prayer and I go, I didn't, even, I didn't even think about that prayer. I just said it. There's no faith. And then sometimes we pray prayers that direct God to do something. Instead of saying, God, how about directing me, please? I want what you want. Now, why should I ask the Holy Spirit to help me pray at those times? Here's why. Because the Bible says God knows what we need before we ask. Well, then why do I have to pray? Because he wants to commune with you. See, how many times has the Holy Spirit been in the back of our life wanting to say, I'll help Just ask. But we go ahead in our own strength, our own wisdom. And so the scripture says, you have not because you ask not. Or you have not because you ask amiss. Well, I'm going this way. God bless this thing I'm going to do tomorrow now. I know you'll bless it. Maybe he won't bless it because it isn't what he wants you to do. Paul knew how to be led. And he knew how to pray. Paul's the one that wrote that verse. Next, he empowers me. We learn that we have the power of God living in us to say no to sin and yes to the Holy Spirit. We have the power to say no to our old sin nature that's always rising up and yes to my new nature. Well, what is this empowering about? What does God want to do? First, he wants to empower me to be like Jesus, think like Jesus. And then he wants to empower me to change the world. See, it's not just about me, but it's first me. I have to be changed to start, and then I want to change the world. We know that from 2 Corinthians 3.18. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. So we're all in this process, and God is there for us. He lives in you, and all those things He wants to do in and through your life. 
But there's an issue. In Romans, we see this verse, chapter 8, verse 9. And remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him at all. So if you're here, backslidden, never come to Christ, or came to Christ but really never followed through with it, you don't have the Holy Spirit in you. You say, well, so what? Well, let me show you what you do not have. You have no assurance of salvation. When you die, do you know you go to heaven? You have no assurance of it. Why? Because you can't be sure because the Holy Spirit doesn't live in you. Next, you have no one to teach you. Next, you have no one to remind you how much God loves you. If the Holy Spirit doesn't live in you, you have no one to enlighten you, to bring the things of life. What really matters? It isn't this. We're, we're traveling through 70, 80, 120 years, whatever, and we're gone. You have nobody to tell you those truths. Next, what do you do when you need comforting? I mean, another friend's going to comfort you. That's good. A card, some flowers. That's good. But it's not God. Next, guide you. You're clueless. You're doing life blind. In fact, the scripture says there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end is death. Next, the only prayer that a non-believer can pray that God hears is a prayer, forgive me. Because the Bible says, if I have sin in my heart, God doesn't hear me. Now, he may be kind to you, and he is, you're still here. But he doesn't hear those prayers. And last, if you're not a Christian, if Christ doesn't live in you through the power of the Holy Spirit, you have no way to say no to sin. You're a pawn of Satan, and you're taking down one dead-end road after another. And he has a goal. When you're under the influence of Satan, he has a goal. He doesn't want you to know the goal. Here's the goal. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy you. Now, the only way you can change all that is one way. Jesus said to Nicodemus, you're religious, you have none of this. You need to be born again. Pastor Mark, what does that mean? Here's all Jesus would say. And I'm going to say, when Jesus met people, he would just say this, repent of your sins and follow me. I'll do the rest. You just repent and follow me. And very often in the Bible, most people just said, okay, I'm going to do it right now. But there are some that made excuse after excuse after excuse. I want to challenge you, 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 you in the comments, the overflow over here, here. Repent, be sorry enough for your sins to change in the balcony. And this morning, come and follow Jesus Christ. Here in Vieira, and Sebastian, those of you watching by the internet, same thing. No more excuses. See, the Holy Spirit's been beside you all service. Saying to you, listen to that guy. You're not in this service by accident. You need me. You need my help. You need my forgiveness. Today, Pastor Mark taught about the need you have for the power of the Holy Spirit working in your life. You found out that as a Christ follower, the ability to obey and please God isn't in your trying your hardest to please God. Pastor Mark taught that the ability to please God comes from you letting Him work inside you, remaking you from the inside, which reveals itself through your godly behavior. Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian, and Vieira. 
All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. This wraps up Pastor Mark's message under his influence, the Holy Spirit. Next time, he'll begin a brand new teaching called Under His Influence, Empowered. You'll be instructed on how to get the power of God in your life so that you can become the instrument of God that He wants you to be. You'll learn about moving beyond just head knowledge, pairing that knowledge with God's power. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series called Under His Influence. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.